Hello, my brother. It's your boy, Garrett J. White, the Master Coach Mentor, and welcome to Warrior on Fire Daily Fuel Edition. Today's topic is this. Can't you just love me? Sit back and relax, and welcome to today's Daily Fuel. Hi, my name is Bailey White. My dad is Garrett J. White, the Master Coach Mentor. 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 <laughs> You're listening to Warrior on Fire. On Fire. On Fire. All right, my friends, massive problem that uh, I encountered as a parent. Ready? Here you go. I got a 16, 8, and 4-year-old. Here is the problem. I became at a time more interested in being my children's friend than I did being their parent. All right, so on the flip side, one side, this is, uh, this is a very cool thing to have go down for you because your kid's like, they get you get kind of chummy with them. You feel like they're your BFFs, and it's wonderful. But the downside is, is that there's this twisted reality that comes of being friends that uh, that doesn't work out so well, and it's called discipline. It becomes increasingly difficult as a parent to have the discipline uh, to discipline your children, and it becomes increasingly difficult for the child to receive the discipline. Now, I'm not saying that you can't be friends with your kids. I'm saying that being friends is something that comes as a benefit to actually being a parent and a child. That the parent-child relationship, if handled correctly, produces on the wake of this a true friendship. This same thing goes down with other men in your life, other women in your life, is that when you are interested in building brotherhood and building connection not friends, then friends become the result of the brotherhood bond that you've built. Now, what, what does this mean? Well, when you're, when you're disciplining or when you're a brother, right? When you're in a connection with somebody else in a brotherhood, you are willing to say shit that normally friends will not say to each other. See, friends have a bit of what you might call an unspoken social agreement. And here is the unspoken social agreement. I will not push you, you don't push me. Meaning, I like you the way you are and you like me the way I am. If either one of us tries to stray from this path of growth or starts to fuck things up in their life, what we're going to do is we're not going to challenge each other because that would be awkward and uncomfortable. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to love you. Who you are is perfect, and where you are is perfect, and this is wonderful. And this is one of the true principles that comes out of the New Age movement. And Buddhism taught this same principle. Jesus taught this principle in Christianity. Love one another, right? Allow people to be where they are. Allow to be what is what is, is said. Okay, I get this. At the same time, at what point are you willing to cross the line to liberate and guide a brother or a sister or a family member. All it takes for radical movements and radicalism to spread across the world and destroy our families, destroy our countries and destroy our governments, destroy our businesses, is the unwillingness for powerful men and women to take a stand and slap these situations in the face. There are people in your life, kids, Situations with your children where they are walking off a cliff and you can sit back and be their friend and you can say, I love you and it will be perfect and they could die. Or you could slap the shit out of them if you have to in order to liberate their life. I saw this on a video that went viral on YouTube and then it was viral on Facebook. 
And an uh, uh, African-American man in Chicago was playing basketball in the park, left his shorts on the side, wore his basketball shorts underneath, and his jean shorts were on the side, had his wallet in him, his keys in him, his belt, etc. Young teenage boy who had already been arrested seven or eight times for stealing, ran up on his shorts on the basketball court, stole the basketball shorts, and started running away with them inside the basketball shorts with the wallet, the key, the money, the credit cards of this older African-American man in his 30s and this teenager at roughly 15 years old. And what ensued next is this man grabbed this child, they hunted, they ran after him, caught him, took this kid, knew who he was. He was in the neighborhood. They knew where he was and gave him two choices. Said, listen, I'm going to take you to your mama or, or I'm going to give you some lashings. I'm going to give you old school whooping. What do you choose? He's like, I'm not going to go turn you into the police. He's all because the reality is he understood. He goes to turn him into the police. Nothing's going to change. He's just going to go. He's going to get put into a boy's home. If he takes him to his mama, his mama's going to whoop his ass and put him in a boy's home. And so this man showed a form of love that people were freaking out about online. Freaking out about online. They're like, you cannot, you cannot do what you're doing, etc. I haven't even told you what he was doing. So he offers this boy a choice, and the boy chooses a whooping. Doesn't want to be taken to his mom. Doesn't want, doesn't want any of this. He chooses a whooping. And so the older African-American man takes a young African-American boy grabs a belt off his shorts and whips him on the ass eight or nine times. The kid is screaming, crying, but at the same, at the same time, the older man is asking him, are you going to steal anymore? He's like, no, no, I'm not going to steal anymore. And people are like, what's wrong with you? Why would you beat this kid? Now, the crazy part is there were two perspectives on this. There were the people who've never grown up in that environment at all. And they were like, how dare you? You can't beat your children. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Where are you going? What are you trying? What are you thinking? What's happening? What's going on, etc.? How dare you spank this child? And on the flip side is the culture that actually lives in that environment. They're like, dude, you just saved that kid's life. That could have been anybody else. That could have been any number of other people who would not have just talked to him and given you an opportunity and then at the end of the video offers him a mentoring situation said, listen, I'm going to follow up with you. You better stay in school. You better knock this shit off. And to the people from that environment, to my African-American friends who grew up in that environment, I asked them, I said, dude, dude what, are you, what are your thoughts on this? And they're like, dude, you just saved that, you just saved that kid's life. Like he's lucky he didn't roll up on somebody, steal his shorts like that and then get shot. Kids get, beat, kids get shot and beat, get beat up till they're unrecognizable over shit like this. The fact that he offered him a whooping and didn't take him to his mama because if he got taken to his mama, his mama not only would have whooped his ass, but would have put him in the boys' school, boys' home. And if he went to the boys' home, dude, he's done. The kids who go there end up in jail. They end up shot. They end up dead. They end up dealing. They end up all these problems. So the question is that, you know, I remember posting on his Facebook post said, well, was this guy offering love? I think so. Tough love. Now, most people don't have the balls to offer up tough love. They want to be your friend. And out of their own discomfort, they don't take a stand for what could ultimately serve you in your life. They won't say what you need to hear. They say what you want to hear. This is a very different situation. To have people tell you what you think you want to hear versus tell you what you need to hear. 
For most of my life, I surrounded myself with people who were telling me what I thought I wanted to hear. And my growth trajectory was insanely slow. Then I surrounded myself with people who told me what I needed to hear. And it was very fast. I got into a marital relationship with my wife and I, and instead of being upset and angry about how critical, quote unquote, she was, I started recognizing that she was one of the reasons why I was so committed to grow because she challenged me at every turn in the road. She offered me tough love. On the outside, my story was, oh, she's, she's a bitch and she's mean and she's ruthless. She doesn't get me. She doesn't support me. No, 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 no. Don't be confused. My perspective was jacked up on it. I needed tough love from my wife. My head was stuck squarely up my ass. I had no way to get out unless my wife was willing to offer me tough love. And so we, we, we bring this back around to this whole parenting friendship thing and how do I love you? People get confused in today's marketplace about what love actually is. They think love is I hug you, we cuddle, we walk on the beach, we hold hands, we drink champagne, we talk about how much we love each other and how the world is beautiful and panda bears and happy fruit and Jesus is coming and life is good. And you know what? This is love too. But the love they don't want to talk about is Jesus whooping ass in the temple, throwing temples, throwing tables, and literally, if you study what actually happened in the Bible, you study what actually happened at that time. Jesus was scourging people. Do you know what a scourge is? A scourge is a whip with bone and metal in it. The man goes up into the temple and Jesus sees people turning the temple, the house of God, into a den of thieves. He freaks out, throws the table, and begins scourging the people. Now, I know already people are going to be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. there is a story that is told about Jesus that is bullshit. And it is that Jesus walked around just with this happy little grin on his face and just made sure that everybody felt good. No, that is a story that you created in your own mind. That is a, you think the movement was built? You think that Christianity was built because Jesus wasn't willing to offer up tough love? Now, modern Christianity has bastardized the entire story. Hence, causing a neutered effect inside of men and women and having us in a place in which we don't take a stand anymore. We are more worried about getting likes and friends and subscribers than we are actually making a difference. We give sermons that don't change people. We give principles that nice and theory, theory-based little happy quotes on Instagram. And yet most of us are not in relationships that would confront us and call our bullshit and say, listen, it's time to go. And so I had to make a shift as a parent. And I realized that I could be a friend with my kids, but I had to be a friend with my kids on the wake of being a leader to my children, which causes me to be in discipline mode, which causes me to teach and guide and to sometimes reprimand and sometimes spank and sometimes from that place be required to follow up with an increase of love after which there was a sharpness that was required to get their attention. When my daughter is running across the road and traffic is coming, it is not a time to be like, okay, baby, I hope that you're, I hope that you get across the road. It's all perfect. 
So my question for you is I'll wrap up this Daily Fuel is simply this. Where in your life right now have you begun to operate like a weak individual who only is willing to show the panda bears and happy fruit form of love, which is the comfortable love of, hey, everything's going to be okay. Not a problem. This love is necessary too. And you have created an environment for yourself where tough love is not available. Now, the flip side on this and the challenge is, my challenge is to go find somebody who challenges you. It is likely that the person that pisses you off the most and the individuals who are firing you up the most is where you're going to gain your greatest learning. And you've got to go find out now how to make this happen. All right, my brothers, hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. A couple of reminders here. If you're not currently subscribed to iTunes at Warrior on Fire, get on over to iTunes, subscribe today at Warrior on Fire. Leave us a rating and a review. And also, if you'd like access to our free portal on-demand video training, as well as our daily action guides available on-demand in the palm of your hand via email, sent to your inbox with the key tips and tricks of each one of the daily fuels, as well as the key question, challenge, and quote of the day, head on over to warrioronfire.com, put your email address in and click submit today. On the opposite side of this, if you're interested in watching the discovery of men just like you all over the world through the documentary series called at wakeupwarrior.com to show the before and afters of what's happening at the deep red hot core of what we do here in this warrior brotherhood worldwide, head over to wakeupwarrior.com, put your email address in and click submit today. Thanks so much for being here. My name is Garrett J. White signing off, saying love and light. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is a podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warrior on Fire. On fire. <laughs> Share this with other men you feel need to hear. Don't forget to give us a review in iTunes and subscribe. So, is there a website? Wake up, wake up, warrior. For more information and other amazing content for warrior men just like you, head on over to GarrettJWhite.com now. Wow.